Hello and welcome back to Ramblings from Nowhere. As always, I am your host, Jason Hull, and joining me this week, as I threatened or promised, depending on how you look at it, last week on the episode, <laughs> I have a very special guest. I'm excited to be back on the show. The one, the only, Derek Zuwashkiani. Hey, buddy. How are you? I am great. How are you doing, my friend? Oh, dude, I'm, I'm better than I deserve. It's uh, it's been quite a while since you've been on. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, the last one we did was uh, WrestleMania. Oh uh, no, man! Did we do another one? Do we? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I can't remember. We was. talked about Blade, didn't we? Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. The, the Halloween one. I'm sorry. Yeah. COVID. That's what I blame everything on right now. Hey, I don't blame you. I would do. So, uh, we're Derek. We have threatened off and on every time we've been on to talk about the MCU. And I think tonight we're going to attempt to get to that, but I have some stuff that I want to uh, talk to you about beforehand, which we'll get to in just a minute. But not only do I have you on the show tonight, I also have another extra special guest who's been begging to be on the show again. And I told her that you were going to be on tonight and not Clay, and she said, I've got to come on tonight. And I was like, <laughs> okay. So... Not only do I have Derek on here, I also have the one, the only, Ella Kate Hull. Ella Kate, how are you doing? Good. So, you were telling me before we went on that you had some important stuff you needed to tell everybody about. Right? Yes. All right. Well, what would that be? A new Frozen short. A new Frozen short? What? Are you serious? Yes. So, what's this one? Do you remember the name of it? <laughs> you come prepared, didn't you? <laughs> it's the one that come out on Disney Plus. It's uh, about Olaf, right? Yeah. That's the one you're talking about. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't you tell everybody about this? Um. So, like Olaf, when Elsa at the ice castle creates him all over again, when she didn't notice. Um, when she when he was still standing there, her and when she took her cape off, it blew down and hit Olaf, and he got lost. Oh my goodness! So oh my goodness! This is when this takes place during the first Frozen, right? Yes. And this tells the story about how Olaf. what happened to Olaf after uh, Elsa created him, right? He came to life. Okay. Yes, he did. So. How much did you like this one? Well, I liked it pretty much because it was kind of funny. Like, mm -hmm. Olaf, he had different noses mm -hmm. one time. He even had a bottle nose. When you remember when he had the sausage nose? Yeah. That's the one I liked the best. Derek, have you seen this one? No, I haven't. Okay. All right. Well, let me tell you. If you are a fan of Frozen, like my entire family is, uh, it is a worthy addition to it. Is it not Ella Kate? It is one of the best. One of the best, you think so? So, okay, then, on a scale of 1 to 10 Olafs, how many Olafs would you give this? 130 hundred. 130 oh hundred? That's pretty good. Pretty good. So, is there anything else you want to say about it? Yes. Of course there is. Okay. So, like... <laughs> 
at the very end, Olaf, well, you know, when, like, the wolves came out in the middle, mm -hmm. and so that part, it didn't really show you, but in this part, it does. In the, you're talking in Frozen, it didn't show you this part. Yeah. Okay. And in the first, but now it shows you in this movie part, and so, like, the wolf at the very end, after they get chased from Anna, Anna, and Chris after they get chased so the wolves the wolves Olaf is being so nice and gives the wolf his nose but finally he finds a carrot and that's and, how we get our Olaf isn't it? yes awesome All right, well listen it is 15 after 9 o'clock and what do you have to do tomorrow go to school exactly so where should you be right now in bed exactly Tell Derek bye. Bye. Tell everybody else bye. Bye, Allocate. Bye. Say, we'll see you soon, right? Yes. All right. Thank you, Allocate. And I'll clean that mess up. It's fine. Go on upstairs. All right. There we go. Um, I'm, I can't remember the name of that uh, short that came out. Uh, <laughs> but she's been dying to talk about it forever. I love it's it. Like, all right. So, Derek. Yes, sir. Um, uh, back on track. Um, thank you for that, by the way. Uh, oh, of course, man. It's, uh, uh, I didn't have the heart to tell her that I haven't seen the second one yet. The second Frozen? Yeah. It's so good. It's so good. I'm not going to go into it too deeply, but it for me, it's way better than the first one. Yeah. Uh, the soundtrack is the, the soundtrack blows the first one away. And I've said this before. I see you've got me ranting now. And I'll say it again. <laughs> they should have never submitted uh, Into the Unknown for Oscar consideration for best song. It should have been, um, oh man, what was the name of that song? See, if I hadn't had to think of it, I would have uh, would have remembered it, but I can't right now. So, it doesn't matter. It should have been another song that I'll think of here in a minute. And Is the is the short Once Upon a Snowman? Is that the one she's talking yes, about? Yes, that's the one she's okay. talking about. Yes. Uh, Just so everybody knows. It's the, uh, it's the Olaf origin story, basically. Awesome. So, she uh, she loves it, but yeah, I I really I, we were talking about this the other day, and then we'll get back on track maybe. Um, <laughs> we were talking about Frozen when it first came out, the first Frozen. Mm -hmm. uh, I had no desire to see that movie whatsoever at all. Just wasn't my kind of thing. And this is coming from a Disney nerd, but like yeah. I just you know it just wasn't really uh, my my cup of tea. So anyway, we this and then we had Ella Kate and we watched it with her and she fell in love with it and uh after the eh, probably second or third viewing I started to like it you know and mm -hmm. then I then after the fifth and sixth viewing I I really enjoyed it so there was that then they did the uh Christmas short and then they did Frozen 2, and, well, they had a Frozen fever, but I'm not, okay, anyway, they need to hear that. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, Frozen 2 is excellent. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's a really, really good movie. And there is an excellent uh, documentary on Disney Plus, actually, that uh, uh, goes into the making of it. I can't remember the exact name of it right now, but uh, it is really good. It's interesting to see how they were doing this how they went about getting all this together and stuff. So it's good stuff. But anyway, there's that. Uh, Derek, uh, I had mentioned last week on last week's episode, uh, Josh and I were talking, and you are going to be making an appearance in Sparta 
this coming Saturday at Happy Trails, right? Yes, sir. Uh, won't you give everybody uh, just some details on that real quick? Yeah, for sure, man. So uh, I'll be at Happy Trails uh, Saturday night. Show starts at seven o'clock, and I've got a really cool lineup. Uh, it is uh, four real funny guys. Well, three real funny guys that I'm I'm gonna hopefully be funny too. Uh, but we've got uh, we got John Upton, who is a comic out of Knoxville, has opened for a lot of uh, pretty famous guys. He was voted best comedian at the Knoxville Sentinel a few years ago. And so he's going to host the show for us. Luke Martyr is our feature comic. He's from Chattanooga, Tennessee. Very funny guy. Uh, tours all over the southeast. And then we have a special guest, Neil Riddle, uh, who if you've been to some of my Cookville or Sparta shows, you've probably seen Neil. Uh, Neil's a very funny guy. And then I'll be your headliner. Show starts at 7 p.m. I recommend you get there as soon as you can uh, that night because if it's anything like last last year, uh, it was standing remotely mm-hmm. by the time I got on stage. Yes, it was. Um, I'm excited for you. I'm always excited when you get to come back home and do your show. Um, it's always w- one of the highlights for me. Oh, um, thanks, buddy. And I have seen, if I'm not mistaken, mistaken. I'm sorry. I have seen everybody that's on the on the show. If I'm not mistaken, I believe, and everybody is excellent. Uh, again, like I said last week. Uh, if you're in the area, you need to make time to go watch this show. I cannot recommend it highly enough. Uh, Derek, uh, I know I plug it a lot and everything, and I, I try to help any way I can. And so I'm glad I get the chance to do it on the podcast with you before the show. Uh, I'm excited you're here. So now that that's out of the way, we'll touch on it again here in a little bit. Uh, let's get down to business. I need to ask you one question to start yeah. this thing off. WandaVision. Thoughts? Bro, uh, bro, I've watched every episode five times, mm-hmm. if not more. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's the best thing I've seen in maybe 18 months. You, you take it over Mandalorian? Well, okay, so I'll, mm-hmm. I will say this in, in full disclosure. <laughs> I haven't had a chance to watch the second season of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, when that was going on, I was in the thick of Christmas yes. season at the Stampede. Yeah. And I, I told myself, I was like, okay, wait till it's all over with, and then you can binge it one day. And I just had not had an opportunity to take eight hours and watch it. Uh, it's on the, it's on my list. Uh, I've heard good things. I've been spoiled by every great thing about it because people are horrible. <laughs> but um, so I, 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 I can't say that it's better. Uh, as far as everything that I've seen, I think it's the best thing I've seen in, in like I said, in 18 months. It's just, I, I, I love it so much. Um, I'm with you. Uh, I have to let it play out completely before I put it up against uh, Mandalorian and my love mm-hmm. for it. Um, I think what they did, what they've done so far with not only WandaVision but the Mandalorian uh, it, it's something special, and uh, both of these shows are. And it's it restored my faith in Star Wars, The Mandalorian did. And this has just uh, put a smile on my face and had jaw-drop moments, you know, so on and so forth. Um, I didn't know what they were going to do with Phase 4 of the MCU. Just, you know, we've waited so long for something. It's been, uh, what over it's been two almost well it's been over a year 
at least almost two probably I can't remember but um I like where they're going with WandaVision uh, I, I'm still not entirely sure where they're going I can't I have an idea, which I'm not going to get into, uh, just from some of the old comic books and stuff like that. But uh, you never can tell how close they're going to follow that comic book uh, storyline in general. But, uh, man, I, I don't really know what to say. I just, like, it's it's one of the few things that's must-see, you know, on Friday as soon as I can watch it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, I... Uh, I don't know. I don't know what I'd put. I put. Then I had to throw Cobra Kai in there as well. So uh, it's been a good year for TV shows. I'm going to put it that way. Yeah. For me, which is uh, saying a lot because I do not get to watch that many TV shows anymore. There's something about having uh, almost year old twins that doesn't let you do anything, hardly. <laughs> Like you yeah. text you text me uh, last Friday when the uh, new episode come out, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, I think I told you I was like I'm assuming this is in reference to Wandavision, and it was like yeah, and of course every, <laughs> everybody else was talking about it too, and I was trying to stay off of everything because you know, like you said, as soon as as soon as the episode drops, it's spoiled for everybody. Oh yeah, dude, people you are know? terrible. They are terrible. So. I went home and I had like this window of opportunity between the time that I got home and when my wife got home with the kids and I was like okay this is about 30 minutes can I do this in 30 minutes and I and I pushed forward and I was able to get it through and uh, it's good stuff though I mean what do you think where do you think we're headed to with this do you have any any thoughts or ideas I mean I do I don't know if I want to that's the way I, I am it's I just right. I hate I hate to talk about something that's so current right now because yeah. I don't want to spoil things for anybody. Um, as a matter of fact, I'm going to send this to you right now. There's this super cool uh, fan made picture I saw today that I sent to a buddy of mine because I knew that he was um, I knew that they were caught up, and so I'm going to screenshot it anyway. Um, <laughs> It was super cool. Uh, yeah, I've got theories, and, and you and I can talk about that off air. But uh, I'm, I, honest to goodness, man, I'm just down for the ride. Uh, I will say that I want Cat Dennings and Randall Park to do a Darcy and Jimmy Woo uh, spinoff where they where they fall in love and get together. Yes, I, exactly. Um, but besides that, man, I'm just like I said, I'm just I'm here for the ride, and I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy it. Regardless of where it goes, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think if, if if it had just stayed as a, as a ode to sitcoms and we went through oh, every yeah. every decade doing a sitcom, I'd have been fine with that. I, um, I, I sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, I, you're fine. I was surprised that they uh, they went ahead and pulled that reveal on episode what four, right? Is that the yeah. one? Right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you I, you knew there was something going on, obviously, but I didn't think that you would get that much uh, reveal in that last episode. Yeah, it was, it was really surprising to me. I was really, I'm with you. I was enjoying going through these different decades and getting just subtle hints of what was going on behind the scenes. You know. Yeah. But I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I have no problem that they did it, and I like. Uh, 
what's happening, but uh, it was just a big surprise. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I, I think that it was probably time to pull the curtain back a little bit and give us some answers on what was going on because I, you know, we got the first two episodes the first week and then we got this, the third episode on the second week. And, and by the third episode where you see Wanda and, uh, what was her name? Geraldine yes. at the end. I was like, okay, I need to know a little bit more about what's going on. And so I was glad that they, they did it the way that they did it. Um, I'm I'm really super curious to see how this 80s episode is going to be this week. Uh, yes, um, and uh, I will forever love Captain Han. I will. I just want to go on record as saying that. Yeah, it's uh, it's good. It's really good. Yeah. So, moving on from that, Derek, um, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Another one. Uh, Royal Rumble. Yes, I, uh, I I have told you, and I've we talked about uh, wrestling before because nobody else wants to talk about wrestling with me but you. Um, <laughs> I have uh, not watched any since WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the first time I did not watch Royal Rumble. Mm. This is the first time I, and this is my favorite pay per view of the year. My favorite. Yeah. I I love the Royal Rumble. It is just as I've said before, the format. Um, when they do these, when they do it right, for me, I know that the wrestlers do not care for it that much. I understand, but when they do that, when they do the rumble right, and they keep me on the edge of my seat the entire time or most of the time, it's hard to keep somebody on edge the entire match. But you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, there's nothing better for me. I mean, as a kid, seeing all these superstars and blah blah, blah and all that. But anyway, um. Edge one, I thought mm-hmm. of you because I knew mm-hmm. you would be jumping for joy. Yeah. Um. He won from number one. Mm-hmm. There's only been one other person to do that. Two other people. Who was okay? Shawn Michaels. Who am I missing? Uh, well, they don't talk about it anymore. But Chris Benoit did it too. Did, was his a, from one? Yeah. Okay. That's I, I put that I put that out of my mind and not in a bad way. I mean, I just I. I just hadn't thought about that rumble in general in a long time. Uh, okay, so two, three now. Uh, your thoughts. First of all, on the pay-per-view overall, you watched it, right? I'm assuming I you did. Okay. I did. I thought you had. Uh, your thoughts on the pay-per-view overall and then on the rumble matches themselves. Uh, I thought the pay-per-view on the whole was a really good one. Um Let's see. I'm trying to think. I I I am not, nor have I been a Bill Goldberg fan since about mm. 1999. Mm-mm. Yep. Uh, so anytime that he comes back in to you know to do this kind of stuff, I just I despise it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I, I thought that for for what it was worth, the Goldberg and McIntyre match was fine. Uh, Sasha and Carmella was good. Uh, I enjoyed the women's rumble. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, Jason. I'll tell you what made it uh, more fun for me is me and a buddy of mine and his fiance. We all put ten dollars in, mm-hmm. and we drew numbers, and we we got ten apiece. And if our number won the rumble, we won the money. Mm-hmm. And so that made it fun for us too. Uh, so I was happy that Bianca Belair won. I, I've been a big Bianca Belair fan for the last 
two or three years probably. Um, and I hope that they put a rocket on her and shoot her to the moon. Uh, she also helped me win $30. So that was cool too. Um, so I was really happy that that, that went down the way it did. Uh, the Kevin Owens Roman Reigns match was probably the match of the night. Uh, just the way that they've done Roman is the way that they always should have done it's Roman. It's about time. So yeah. Don't, again, don't mean to interrupt, but it's about No, 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 you're time. fine. Absolutely. And um, Kevin Owens, I don't think, gets enough credit Mm-mm. for just how good he is. Uh, and and they, just, they put on a really, really great fight. Uh, I told somebody this the other day that Kevin Owens is the Mick Foley of this generation. Mm-hmm. And I mean that like the most most respectful way possible. Uh, and then the men's rumble, uh, dude, I'm, I'm mad because they announced the night before that Orton was number one and Edge was number two. And so when we drew our numbers, I got number two mm-hmm. and I was like, sweet, that's great. Edge. And you know, I thought Edge was going to be a favorite to win. And then he comes out at number one and wins the freaking thing. And I was like, you gotta be, come on, man. You gotta be kidding me. Um, but I, I thought that was great too. The only thing that I, I'm upset about, is um, as much as I'm, I'm glad that they're doing this thing with Edge, and I think it's the right move. I, w- I was hoping that Daniel Bryan would win it because I think that he's probably the only big name that hasn't won the Rumble, mm-hmm. and he deserves it. Um, but also, I would have e- even more so been excited had Big E won it because uh, I've probably been saying for the last nine years that Big E needs to be the guy, mm-hmm. and. Uh, I still feel that way, and I just I hope that they don't miss their opportunity to make that happen. Well, I keep hearing that they're going to give him the push, but you know we'll see. Uh, Daniel Bryan, I keep hearing that he's uh, on his way into a part-time role. Mm-hmm. So, uh, which well earned. I don't have any problems with that. It's fine. Uh, I wish. I wish he would win one too. I'm with you. I think they missed opportunity more than once with him to give him that Royal Rumble win. Um, but uh, it makes me mad that I didn't watch this one, and then everybody's talking about how it's actually good. You know what I'm saying? So I was pretty frustrated. I was like, man, come on. But yeah. I just, I, I just have such a hard time with the product. I, and like you said, the Bill Goldberg thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I. I don't have no problem with these dudes coming back in some form, you know, some capacity. But mm-hmm. they keep bringing him back and putting him in these matches. Right. You know, it's like, why? Why? Does he have that much draw? Or are they, or are they just hurting that much? You know, I, I don't get it. Ah, man, I don't either. Uh, I wish I, I wish I did. But... And again, that's not knocking Goldberg. Back in the day, you know, when the when WCW and NWO was running hot and heavy, uh, you know, I, I was right there. I was, you know, Bill Goldberg all the way. Uh, I had no problems with him back then, but, like, come on. You know, yeah. we've said this for years, though. If you watch the WWE, you know who's going to get pushed more than likely or given that shot or put in that, in that spot. You know, they're going to bring mm-hmm. somebody in for it. So, you know, it's just the way it is for whatever reason. Uh, we've talked time and again about not giving people who deserve the push the push. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I don't know. 
We'll see. And that's not knocking edge, by the way, because that dude come back and had that crazy Orton match, you know, at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. It got hurt and then had to – this is not even – of course, that's not even talking about the neck and everything. I'm just talking about coming back and then doing that and then – what torn tri triceps or torn pec? I can't remember what it was now. Uh, he tore his tricep. Tricep, yeah, and then had to after waiting all those years, you know, and then having that freaking crazy match. I still think it was a little too long, but that's okay. Uh, you know, fought back from that, and then to have that taken away from him after all those years, mm-hmm. uh, he and you know he, I have no problems with him coming in, and anybody that can come in, and I don't care what you say. I mean, I know there's a lot of times in the rumble especially if you're in that one two you know that that first five slot that you will see them you know taking a break quote unquote taking a break catching their breath for a second that's fine i don't care when you stay in at one and you go through 30 other dudes that's saying a lot and that's you know conditioning wise and everything so yeah i don't know i'm just I, i i wanted to get your thoughts because like i said i just have not had i haven't i just haven't felt the urge to go back to it I keep up with it on the side, you know. I get to watch Sasha in Mandalorian now, so I'm good there. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, man, I get it. Um, I haven't watched the current product, the the current WWE product, uh, in months. Um, I canceled my WWE Network subscription, uh, probably around the time that they got rid of all the people, you know, during the during yeah. the. The purge, when the, yeah, yeah the, when the pandemic yeah. was was raging really high. Well, I mean, it still is, but when like the world was really turned upside down, yeah. and Vince Vince was like, "Oh, we got to cut all these people so I can make more money." Um, and and I said to myself, "Oh, or no, I'm sorry, that's not that's not when I did it. When he decided that they could no longer do third party uh, affiliates oh, the, like yes, Cameo yeah. and Twitch and all this stuff. That's yeah. when I was like, okay, I'm I'm gonna stop supporting this megalomaniac." Yeah, uh, with my money, and so I, I keep up with it. I'll tell you how I keep up with it is through what cultural wrestling on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, Simon Miller is probably the the best wrestling like commentator on that on that channel. One of my favorites. Uh, period, and he does a thing called ups and downs, where he reviews all the shows, and it takes sometimes the longer ones take thirty minutes. Most of the time, he's done in fifteen. And that's how I get my wrestling from the WWE is I just watch those and he he I usually agree with them on everything anyway. And so I just listen to him and he gives the good bits and up and the bad bits of down and, and then I don't have to waste three hours of my life watching yeah, stuff I, I don't want to watch. Fifteen to thirty minutes is way better than three hours to get yeah. maybe one or two good bits. So yeah. you know. But now I'm still all in, uh pun intended, on AEW. Mm-hmm. It just keeps getting better, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a matter of fact, as soon as we get off this call, I'm going to fire up the latest episode of Dynamite that happened tonight. Because right, apparently, apparently, some ish went down tonight. I'm not real <laughs> sure. I'm trying to stay off stuff, but um, well, I won't give it away. Horrible. I haven't seen either. I don't have time to look at anything. It seems like anymore. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I would like to sit down and watch it again, though. I mean, it's just finding time for anything hardly yeah. has been hard to do but that being said uh, I am I tell you what's about to happen though I am kind of excited uh, I got um, I, I won't name names but I I let somebody 
borrow my Hulu info to watch something. Mm-hmm. So they let me borrow their Peacock info. Okay. So now that WWE Network in the U.S. is no longer a thing, I get the WWE Network on there. So Oh, there you go. I can go back and watch my Royal Rumble now. There you go. Because yeah. yeah, another thing is I was tired of – I run, I run out of emails as well to use, and didn't they? I think they stopped their uh, free trials anyway. They did. So you know, I was just like, eh, it's just not. You know, it's sad when fifteen. What was it? Let's see, nine ninety nine is not worth me signing up for a month to yeah. watch my favorite thing. So you know, but I can always just go back and watch. I can pull one of the DVDs or Blu rays off of the shelf and watch a classic one and be much better shape anymore, which is sad to say. So anyway, <laughs> there's that. Uh, Derek, one other thing, and then I, we have threatened it, and we're going to do this. We're going to talk. We're going to begin, and it may take us years to finish, but we're going to start our MCU retrospective that we've talked about. We've been talking about doing this since uh, Endgame because uh, what a cap. Yeah. You know, that's all we're going to say. I mean, that's that's the way you do a shared universe. Mm-hmm. But speaking of shared universes, I have one more little thing I want to ask you about. Uh, I asked Josh about it last week, but I want to get your bit uh, two cents on it too. Um, I The first time I ever did a podcast was with you on the uh, Saw Something Scary podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got me to come on to talk uh, Godzilla King of Monsters. Yes. Um, I'm going to assume that you got to see the Godzilla vs. Kong trailer. I have not. Have you not? Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm going to leave it this. I, you know how big of a fan I am of Godzilla in the first place mm-hmm. and these movies. Um, if there's if there's another – DC's not getting it right. Obviously, the Dark Universe didn't get it right. They shut it down after one movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if there's one other one for me that's get, getting it right, it's this – monster universe that they're doing with the Godzilla and Kong and blah 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 and all this stuff uh, I think I told Josh and will tell you, you, you watch it it's freaking awesome they have a fist fight on an aircraft carrier it's, it's great you, had, you it's, had me at fist fight it's great it's great so uh, I'm excited uh, I told Josh this may be a movie that gets me to go back to a theater maybe yeah I don't know yet for sure. I haven't decided. Uh, I'm still kind of uh, iffy on going. It just depends on what kind of uh, how they're setting everything up in the theater. But this could be one that would get me back because this looks like one that you. This is one of those you look at and you go, "I need to watch this in IMAX." You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. So we shall see. Uh, I'm excited for it. It's going to be good. Uh, and for some reason, Derek, that made me think of one other thing. Uh, we've talked about this quite a bit on here. Um, Josh hadn't watched it, so I haven't. Didn't ask him. I'll ask you: Have you seen Wonder Woman eighty four? I have. Thoughts? Um, I wasn't a fan. Disappointment. Very much so. Okay, I'm with you. Yeah, I, I said the same thing. Um, I don't think I, I told uh, Clay when I was talking about it. I don't think it was a bad movie but I also don't think it lived up to expectations. I don't think it was as good of a movie. It was definitely not as good as the first Wonder Woman Mm-mm. by a mile. I don't know uh, I don't know where they dropped the ball at. I mean, going into it, the previews and everything, it looked really good. It looked mm-hmm. solid. And then it was just kind of dull. 
I yeah. think. You know what I'm saying? It just, it was just kind of there. And yeah. I, I don't know. I just wanted to see what you thought. I've, you are not the only person. Uh, I've actually not talked to anybody that's thought that the movie was uh, really good, except for she hasn't finished it yet, but Ella Kate was enthralled when she was watching it the other night. Well, you know what, man? So. That's awesome because that's the that's the people that need oh, to no. watch that movie. I agree. I agree. So, so I'm. I mean, if Ella Kate enjoyed it, then that's that's phenomenal. Oh yeah. Um, um, listen, I am as I've said before. Um, having a daughter, two daughters now. I, you know, the girl power thing. Uh, strong female uh, leads. I'm all for it. I have, you know, the, bring it on. I, I've waited. Mm-hmm. You know, I was. Uh, I, we waited years to get a strong female lead in a comic book movie, you mm-hmm. know, a movie. Th- so I don't have a problem with that. And I'm glad that she did. Uh, I begged her though, to watch the first one before she watched. She, I was like, okay, let's watch wonder woman. And then we'll watch <laughs> wonder woman 84, you know, just, and she's like, no, I want to watch the 84. I was like, really? She's like, yeah. I was like, okay. But because there, there's no better scene to me in a DC movie then that scene in Wonder Woman, the first one, when uh, she comes out on the uh, on the battlefield, you know, and you get mm-hmm. to see her actually. That's yep. when you finally see Wonder Woman. It's when you, I mean, you see her, but you know, what I'm saying this is Wonder Woman as you as I've always wanted her to be. I teared up yeah. at that scene. Me and my wife were watching it. And we both teared up. We were crying together watching that movie. So anyway. I just wanted to get your thoughts on it real quick before we dive into the Marvel stuff because um, it it was it was uh, I, again I don't think it was terrible, but it was just it was a disappointment. It was not what I was expecting at all. Yeah, so. no, I agree. I agree. Um, I do want to say I love Chris Pine. I love Gal Gadot. Um, I think that they have really great chemistry together. Um, and I, I mean, I will, I will watch as mediocre as this one may have been. I will watch Gal Gadot play Wonder Woman. Oh yeah, uh, for the rest of my life if I get that opportunity. I'm, mean, I'm gonna um, watch the Snyder Cut because she's in it. Yeah, yeah. Plus, no, I, 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 plus I want to see what that, what, what even yeah. comes of that. You know. Yeah. Have the, you? Did you see that? Um, you may not have, but Zack Snyder tweeted out a picture of the Joker, mm-hmm. the Jared Leto version of the Joker. Did you did see it, that? Did it make you think of Joaquin Phoenix? No, it made me think of Heath. Really? It yeah. gave me uh, Joaquin Phoenix vibes. But uh, I, I can see where you're at with that too, though. So I don't know. I I, I don't know. It, it's like this morbid curiosity just keeps building for me. Yeah. With that movie, you yeah. know, I'm like. It can't be good, but I need to watch it. Yeah. But it can't be good. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Listen. Hey, one, one more thing before yes. we get into Marvel. Um, have you watched Ted Lasso? No. Okay, dude. Um, I need you to take everything that you're watching right now and stop watching it to watch Ted Lasso. Okay. What is it on? Uh, Apple TV. Is that the one? Who's in that? Jason Sudeikis. Yes. Okay. I know which one you're talking about now. Yeah. Dude, okay. He, it is not only a very funny show, but it is just also one of the best like self help, self love type shows mm-hmm. I've I've seen in a long time. I saw it on there the other day, and I had not heard anything about it. Uh, I was looking for something. I can't remember what. I guess I was just looking for something to watch. But yeah. Um. Okay. I will check that out. I have wrote it down. 
on my pad of paper that I keep with me and at all times and I have started. I am ready to watch this. I will probably watch it after we get off here actually. Yeah. So Yeah. And if you need somebody to come on and talk Ted Lasso, you let me know. Hey. Anytime, as always. Anytime. All right. Listen, let's do this. We're going to dive into phase one of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I'm going to pull up my page, Derek. Tell me just real quick, thinking back to pre-Iron Man, uh-huh. did you ever think that we would that we would get what, what was coming, what we were about no. to get? No, no. So, I mean, we because we were getting such like hit or miss superhero movies, right? Mm-hmm. For yeah. every Spider-Man two, there's Fantastic Four, right? And there's eight of them. It feels yes. like. Mm-hmm. So it was, yeah, it was real worrisome to me. Uh, I I'll be honest with you, I remember going to the theater. I remember going to the Carmike Theater, um, and watching maybe Rambo like that. That the, John Rambo the, movie, the, the fourth one, yes, yeah, yeah, that that came out that had uh, Julie Benz in it from yeah. Dexter, and yeah, uh, and I remember I was in the lobby getting popcorn, and it was the first time I saw an Iron Man trailer, and it showed the mock or the Mark One version of Iron Man, mm-hmm. and I just remember being like, "You got to be effing kidding me!" <laughs> like that's that's how they're gonna do Iron Man? That's ridiculous. It was. Um, it, it, I didn't think we would ever I mean we had the X-Men and that was good You had the first X-Men X2 was good and then X, X-Men X 3 The Last Stand yeah gosh that's a terrible movie that's yeah, horrible come out um, and you know they had been they had been trying to push this Iron Man movie for years and uh, at one time I can remember back when I was uh still reading like you know uh Starlog and uh what's the other one I'm trying to think of uh anyway you know those mag you know grocery store magazines mm-hmm. uh you know Tom Cruise had been attached to play Tony Stark mm-hmm. for the longest time uh and then it went dead just like and all in the same time Spider-Man was stop and go and James Cameron had been attached to it for a long time and so on and so forth and it was just like, you know, we're never going to get any superhero movies. Yeah. You know, DC was doing nothing at the time uh, that I can think of. Nothing worth mentioning. I mean, you had Superman Returns, but, you know. Well, you had Batman Begins. Bat- well, that's true. You did have the Batman stuff, which was crazy. Uh, so it was just kind of, uh, it was a sad time. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so Iron Man come out May 2nd, 2008, it's directed good. by John Favreau, uh, of course, starring Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark. Uh, as himself. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow, <laughs> Pepper Potts, uh, Favreau as Happy Hogan, and, um, oh my gosh, why did I just, Jeff Bridges. Uh, as uh, what's his name? Why can't I remember? Obadiah Stane. Thank you, Stone, Stone. Right? Yes. I thought it was Obadiah. Is it Obadiah Stone? I thought uh, it was Stane. Hold on, I'm looking. It's been so long. You'd think we'd remember this between the two of us, but either way. So 
this movie drops and it freaking was crazy. I'm like you when I when I watched it, I was excited. I was excited when I watched it. When I come out, I was absolutely blown away. Just amazing movie from start to finish. It is stained, by the way. I was right. It wasn't okay. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, it was. Uh, it, it was everything I had hoped for and more. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, Favreau was great as director. Uh, of course, you don't need to say anything about Downey or Robert Downey Jr. Uh, he Tony Stark, like you said, he played himself. So, uh, what's just we're just going to kind of we're not going to go deep dive into these. What's the uh, for you the the one thing that stands out about Iron Man? Ah, oh, jeez, dude, it's it's. I think even to to this day, it's my favorite one. It, it I don't. It's just a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a wonderful origin story. It has a fantastic cast. It takes itself seriously, but also it takes itself seriously, but it doesn't take itself seriously. You know, like everyone in this movie almost looks at the camera at certain points, going, "I know we're doing a comic book movie." <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, but it takes the material seriously enough that we can all enjoy what we're seeing. Um. Yeah, I. You know, the the crazy part about that is, is that we got that movie and The Dark Knight in the same year. year. Mm-hmm. And honestly, there were times, and, and and still now, like if people were to ask me, if people were to ask me what my favorite comic book movie was, I think Iron Man might be it. Even though Batman or The Dark Knight is technically a comic book movie, I don't really look at it as a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, I can sit here and talk to you about Iron, the original 2008 Iron Man all day long. I, I will still, to this day, put it on and will silence my phone and just watch it and just be in awe of how good it is and and just just everything about it. And, and, and for me, I think the, the crazy part about it is, and, and you may not know this or you, you might, I don't know, um, they really didn't have much of a working script with it. So just they would go on the set and they would just kind of improvise and feel around and and get to, the, you know, and they knew they knew the jumping off points. They knew that where they wanted to go. Mm-hmm. But then they just kind of went in and improvised it and did it. And to think that this is a multi-million, you know, multi-hundreds of million dollar project and it's been done like a high school improv class is hilarious to me, but also like just shows you how talented the people are that were involved in the process. Um, yeah, it's uh, I can't really follow that up. Uh, that's pretty. That pretty much sums it up. It's a uh, it's definitely it's a great start to a franchise for sure. Yeah, and <laughs> put it lightly. Yeah, and and there's no way in the world that if you'd have told me. Yeah, this is, you know, in 11 years, you're going to get to see almost every comic book Marvel character (laughs) that you'll ever Mm -hmm. think about seeing, and they're going to be in one movie, and they're going to be fighting Josh Brolin, (laughs) who also in 2008 was coming off that god-awful Jonah Hex movie. 
Oh yeah, that was a uh, see. There's some of that dark period we were talking about. You yeah, know? that's a bad movie. Yeah. So, well, moving from that, uh, we had the Incredible Hulk, uh, the the black sheep of the uh, Marvel family, I think. Poor Edward Norton. Uh, yeah. It come out June 13th, 2008. Oh, just real quick. I meant to say, um, let me get down to it. Uh, Iron Man grossed worldwide $585 million off of a $140 million budget. So it did okay. Not too did, bad. It did okay. Which, Not you know, the, the crazy thing is when you think about that now, that's like, you know, that's small change for a Marvel movie. Yeah. You know. So. Now they'd be like, why didn't this get a billion dollars? Exactly. So, but uh, Incredible Hulk come out June 13th, 2008. Uh, directed by uh, Louis, uh, Louis uh, Leterrier. I can't remember how to pronounce his name. Sure. Uh, as you said, it had Edward Norton in it as Bruce Banner. Uh, Liv Tyler, Betty Ross, and... Um, Gosh, if I hadn't had to think of his name, Thunderbolt Ross. Uh, this is the worst Wikipedia I've ever pulled up in my life. Uh, <laughs> Thunderbolt Ross was played by, come on, Jason. Uh, I, never mind, I can't remember. Anyway. William Hurt. Yes, thank you. My goodness. Thank you for having my, Yes, there it is. Now I see it. Uh, so, <laughs> I don't know. I Oh, and... Uh, who played the abomination? Uh, Tim Roth. Tim Roth yeah. is the abomination. Um, and the and the slow one in Oh Brother War Thou was in that one too. Yes, he was actually going to end up being the leader. Yeah, that's and, right. Uh, but Tim Blake Nelson. Yes, but it just never materialized because they, like I said, this has become kind of the black sheep. But I think part of that has to do with the fact that this was a universal uh, joint. Uh, that they did Marvel did it and Universal did this one together uh, so I don't know it was kind of weird uh, I I didn't think it I personally didn't think it was terrible I thought it had some kind of cool scenes in it um, I, I didn't really care for the big fight at the end with both of them or where he put the cars on his arms and all that crap Mm-hmm. But um, I didn't think it was too terribly bad. I mean, I don't think it needed to be blacklisted like it seems like Marvel has done more or less with this one. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? Uh, honestly, the only thing I can remember is the end credit scene where Tony Stark comes in and talks about this initiative. Yeah, that's what I kind of figured. Uh, I So really not much else to be said about it. I mean, I didn't think Edward Norton was bad as uh, – Bruce Banner. I don't think he's no Mark Ruffalo, though. So yeah, you know. But I I thought he did fine in the in the role. But um, oh, can we uh, <laughs> can we talk real quick just about uh, uh, Terrence Howard playing Rhodey in the first yes, Iron Man? Uh, we didn't even touch on that, did we? Yeah. No. Uh, so I I uh, watched this with my girlfriend at the time, and she fell asleep in it, and I was real mad. And so then we went back and watched it again, like, I don't know, two weeks later. Granted, it, we, we did go to the midnight showing on a Thursday night, so she was tired, but still, you can't 
fall asleep in the movie. Anyway, um, <laughs> so we went back and watched it like two weeks later, and she loved it. And she said something like, "You know, I don't really, I don't really think that guy was good as Rhodey." And I was like, ah, I think he was okay. <laughs> and I said, I'd much rather have, like, Don Cheadle. <laughs> and then... Just a little foreshadowing. Yeah, just threw that in the universe. So, you're it's, welcome, Marble. It's, uh... Uh, yeah. I don't know if I could see Terrence Howard in that. It, it still it still throws me off when you watch that first one and he's in it. Let's put it that yeah. way. And that's nothing against that's not knocking him, but, I mean, you know... uh. It just, I don't know, it seems like Don Cheadle took that role and just made it his own. So. Yep. It's, uh, I'd forgotten, I would, I, see, I'd forgotten all about it. I don't even think nothing about it until I, until I watch Iron Man. I'm like, oh yeah, Terrence Howard was in this. Every time I watch yeah. it, it's one of the things and, I always say. And Terrence Howard and Downey had good chemistry together, but it's just nothing compared to Don Cheadle. I, th- I think, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he didn't he want more money and that's what happened it was a contract dispute that cost yes. him to leave that's what I was thinking he wanted more money and if I'm not mistaken I think he wanted top billing which is crazy yeah it just makes no sense I don't know either way neither here nor there so Incredible Hulk let me give you the gross on it it made 264 million off of a $150 million budget. So it made money, but it did not make Iron Man money. It, was it made how much money now? I'm sorry. $264 million worldwide. Okay. That's worldwide. Sorry, for some reason you, you kind of uh, blanked out on me there in my headphones, and I only heard $64 million. I was like, that can't be right. <laughs> no, no. Now, there's never been a Marvel movie that I'm aware of, okay, this uh, MCU movie that has not made budget at least you know what I'm yeah. saying but uh, I think if I'm not mistaken it is the one that's made the least amount of money so you can see, kind of see from there too I mean you come off of Iron Man which grossed 585 to Hulk which was 264 you can see why they want to go in a different direction partly you know what I'm saying I mean yeah. it's, it's understandable because when we talk about the next one which is Iron Man 2 which come out on July twentieth. Sorry, I'm wrong. July twentieth, twenty ten. Uh, no, is that right? Hold on, I've got my wiki. It is. Right. Yeah, no, May seventh. I was looking at the, that's when the album was released. I'm sorry. Okay. The, the ACDC I, album was released. I got you. Yeah, yeah. It was early May two thousand. May seventh. Yeah, May seventh, yeah. twenty ten. Uh. Of course, Favreau back in the director's chair. Uh, everybody returns, and you have Mickey Rourke come in to play uh, Whiplash, and uh, Scarlett Johansson makes her MCU debut as Black Widow, Natasha Natasha Romanoff, which we might see that movie one day. I, I don't know anymore. <laughs> By the way, just real quick, why not just go ahead and release it on Disney Plus? I do that. That's a million dollar question. They're making money left and right on Disney Plus. This, yeah. one, you know, do you think they won't make more money? Finally, you know, I mean, yeah. Hey, you know what? When, uh, you know, they did Mulan on Disney Plus and they were like, you're going to have to buy it for $30, you know, $30 extra to to watch this movie. I was like, there's no way I'm going to pay $30 extra to watch Mulan. But, dude, I will pay $30 to watch Black Widow. I'd wait. 
I just can't. I mean, I'm already giving them however much. Yeah. Through the one, I you know, I just thirty dollars is awful. I, I I don't know. It's it's. I, I would probably pay it too. Actually, though, come <laughs> I, I I get it, and and I won't I will I won't do that for a lot of movies. Like, there's a new movie uh, called Promising Young Woman mm-hmm. that looks really good that I've been wanting to watch, but it's twenty dollars right now to rent. I'm like, yeah, nope, just... I'll wait three months. Exactly. But but for Black Widow, I've been waiting for Black Widow for almost a year now. So I'd be happy to pay thirty extra dollars to watch it today. Uh. We'll get there, I hope, one day. So, Iron Man 2. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, we talked about Don Cheadle coming on to take on the role of Rhodey. Uh, um, Scarlett Johansson. Um, not as well received, it seems, by most people as the first Iron Man. Um, yeah. I don't think he's as good as the first one. Uh, I will say that I was super excited uh the silver and red uh, costume that he has mm-hmm. uh, during the Grand Prix. Um, mm-hmm. I had been waiting years because that's one of my favorite uh, Iron Man armor sets in the comic books mm-hmm. for it. So that was an exciting moment for me. Um, I, I think it was good. Uh, I really enjoyed Natasha being in it. Uh, finally, you know, you're starting to see that Marvel Universe expand a little bit more. Uh, it's uh, it, it. I don't know how. I don't know. Mickey Rourke was okay. Um. I don't. There. I don't know. He was. It, it was pretty good. I don't know. It was all right. I guess. What did you think of it? Uh, it's definitely not the first movie. It is very much a sequitur to the Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like it, it didn't feel like it was its own standalone movie. It just felt like oh. This is the movie we have to make to get to the Avengers. And I think for that reason, Marvel did it dirty. Um, I think that they were trying to capitalize on the success of Iron Man 1. Uh, Hulk obviously wasn't as successful. So they were like, okay, screw it. We've got to put everything we have in Iron Man 2 because it is our tentpole movie at the time. And I think that they rushed it. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, I think Downey was upset about that process. Um, I, I wonder if it was not the reason why John Favreau decided to step back away from the director's chair for the third one. Mm-hmm. Um, but all in all, man, I watched it not too long ago, and now being removed a decade from it, I still I enjoyed it. It's, again, it's not Iron Man 1. But I still had a, a fun with it. And I'll tell you the biggest reason why, outside of Robert Downey Jr., is freaking Sam Rockwell, man. Yeah. Yeah. He's really good. Yeah. I, I think, I've, and I've said this before, um, I may not have said it to you, but I, I know I've said it to other people, like, Robert Downey Jr. is my favorite actor, but I think that Sam Rockwell is my favorite actor's actor. Yeah. You know, like Downey's always in big budget things, and you know he's a total A-list star, and rightfully so. I mean, the guy, you know, there there used to be you couldn't open a movie, you know, successfully without Robert Downey Jr. there for like, you know, four or five years from 2008 to 2013. Um, but Sam Rockwell, he's he's always in these in, little independent movies, but he is phenomenal in everything I've ever seen him in. Yes, I agree. Have you seen Have you seen Jojo Rabbit? Yes, bro. Yes. Yeah. Freaking kills it in Jojo Rabbit. Yep. 
actually, I, I need to watch that again. Actually, oh, so um, good. Uh, Watiti is just—he's something special. Yeah, I mean, you know, at some some time, some years later, we will get to his movies on here. <laughs> but um, he's uh, he is something special. Uh, I know you've talked before with me on here at that Halloween episode. Now I think about it, uh, what we do in shadows and all that stuff. Yeah, uh, but yeah, Rockwell. He's uh, always been one of my favorites. Always, like you said, he's an actor's actor for sure. Uh, I'm with you. I don't think it's a bad movie. Uh, I mean, but how do you uh, how do you compare to you know what Iron Man was and what it brought in the first place? You know, exactly. Yeah. So um, definitely better than the Incredible Hulk. Definitely. Yeah. Um, and I think that they tried to do the Demon in a Bottle storyline. Yeah. But they tried they, to do it without the alcoholism. They tried to do it, and yeah, it's just you know, it, look, if you're going to do, I expected them to do that, just from the way everything was going, you know, embrace that. That mm-hmm. that's one of like that's one of the defining comic book story arcs of Tony Stark's mm-hmm. uh, Iron Man. I mean, that's you know, that's one of the that's it's still they still harken back to that yeah. to this day. Yeah. You know, it's so good. And that, by the way, if you've never read that, I highly suggest you find it. It is a de- demon in the bottle is the name of it. It is so good. Uh, so, uh, they, they, let me get the grosses up here real quick. Uh, so Iron Man two, uh, worldwide did 623 million, uh, on a $200 million budget. So it did. Okay. Yeah. Did okay. Did better than the first one. Uh, the best Marvel movie to date. Uh, and it will be the best, the highest grossing for a little while until we get down this list just a little bit further. Um, next up was Thor. Uh, it came out on May 6, 2011, uh, directed by Kenneth Branagh. Um, of course, Chris Hemsworth is Thor. Um, it had, um, Natalie Portman as, uh, Jane, uh, golly, I can't even think, dude. I'm having such a hard time here lately. Uh, it seems like ever since ever since I got coronavirus that I cannot think straight. Of course, yeah. before that too. Either way, <laughs> so either way. Uh, of course, you have uh, uh, we had those in it. Uh, I'm trying to see who else was in here. Anthony Hopkins is thank Odin. you. Anthony Hopkins is Odin. Uh, Tom Phil Hiddleston Coulson. is Loki. Yeah, now, how can I not remember Tom Hiddleston because like he brings it. Um, I I was excited for this movie when it came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I walked out and I loved this movie. Um, I I don't know if it holds up as well today. I don't. I, I personally don't think it does. Uh, you get your first look at uh, Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye in this one. Um, I don't. I don't think it's a bad movie, but also I don't think it holds up. And part, or I mean, I don't think it it it's quite as good as what I remembered it being when I watched the theater. And a lot of that I think has to do with uh, what we were talking about with Watiti and what he's done with Thor, mm-hmm. because uh, just a spoiler, Ragnarok is my favorite Thor movie so far. Uh, so what what did you think of it? Uh I I, I remember being disappointed. Mm-hmm. when I walked out of the theater. Um, but I, uh, repeated viewings of it, you know, since then, mm-hmm. I enjoy it. 
Uh, I don't think that I don't think that anybody really understood that character until you were able to like tap into Chris's comedic chops. Yeah. Um, I, Avengers is good. You know, I, I think the first Avengers that's movie you, starts. Yeah, that's when you start to that see process. that. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the Hulk Thor dynamic in that, uh, you know, is uh, really at, uh, at the forefront, which we'll get to. But yeah. Um, it it is really good. Um, I I mean you've got a murderer's row with this thing, mm-hmm. you know, just amazing talent, and and uh, I enjoy all the casting choices. I just I don't know if Kenneth Branagh was the right person to bring this character to this like to the movies like to the big screen. I, I was um, surprised when he was uh, named director. To be honest, yeah. just because just knowing, and that's not knocking him because no, uh, he's done some great movies, but it just. I never considered him a quote unquote comic book movie guy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, he's he's an amazing stage performer and he's done some he's done some really great movies, but mm-hmm. I just I just don't think that he was the right person. I don't think he caught the right tenor on this. Mm-hmm. It was uh I don't know the the one bit of genius that he did have was uh casting Tom Hiddleston as a uh, Loki, uh-huh. uh, man. I mean, what can you not, not say? I mean, is there a better Marvel villain than Loki? I mean, up to this point, no. Would you take Loki or Thor, or not Thor? Thanos. Sorry, I'm going to take Thanos on that just because you love. Loki, mm-hmm. like some sometimes you love to hate him, right? But you, I mean, but you just you love that Whereas character. Thanos is just pure evil. Yeah, with Thanos, I just wanted him to die. Yeah, I can see that. Um, it's good. Uh, Clark Gregg as Coulson is always nice to see. You know, oh, yeah. I think he has been given kind of the shaft in in this. Uh, it, you know, after he went on to the, to do the Shield stuff. Yeah, um, I feel like although they said that that final season was really good in that as well, but um, uh, like you were saying with uh, Black Widow, we're starting to see the Avengers come together. You had a quick little Hawkeye thing in here. Um, uh, it's serv- serviceable as a movie. It sets up. It does what you expect to it do. It's uh, kind of you know it's an origin story. Basically, you get introduced right. to Thor and Asgard and so on and so forth, and uh, I, I I I watch it. I can I can sit and watch it, but uh, I get bored with it to be honest. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's just even even that end fight with the destroyer. It just mm-hmm. kind of just eh, you know, it's kind of there. There's some so, really good. There's some really good scenes in it. Yeah, um, I crack up a lot at the uh, you know where he's always trying to call call his hand call the hammer and all that stuff. So yeah. Well, not even. I mean, that that's good too. But like for me, when Anthony Hopkins banishes or when Odin banishes Thor, there's there's just really good tension there. Yeah. Um, Gravitas. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I think that's why Kenneth Branagh was brought on for for situations like that. Yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, overall, man, it is kind of meh. It, it's, and, uh, it's just it's just kind of there. I mean, yeah. I, like I said, I walked out. I was excited, but as the years have gone on, and I've watched these movies however many times, you know, 
Um, it's just doesn't it just doesn't quite hold up the way yeah. some of the other ones do. I agree. Uh, so box office it did four hundred and forty nine million uh, off of a hundred fifty million dollar budget. So it did good. Uh, not quite as good, obviously, as the two Iron Man, but uh, better than the Incredible Hulk. Um, But that leads us into a gem of a movie. Uh, Captain America, the first Avenger, was released on July 22nd, 2011. Uh, Joe Johnston uh, directed. uh, Of course, Chris Evans stars as Captain America. Um, Man, it doesn't get to for me. Uh, of course, Sebastian Stan is Bucky. Uh, it does not get much better origin story wise than Captain America: The First Avenger. For me, uh, man, it was a good movie. I love this movie from start to finish. Now, this movie for me does hold up today, um, and I think a lot of that has to do with Chris Evans in general, but. Mm-hmm. Gosh, it was a good movie. And Joe Johnston was the right person to direct this movie. Um, of course, he directed The Rocketeer. Uh, I I loved that movie as a kid, and I was so excited because I didn't even know he still directed movies at the time until I saw that he was doing this. And I was like, oh, that's the dude that did The Rocketeer. And I had high hopes and pretty much met all my hopes and by the way I forgot to mention uh, some dude named Hugo Weaving as the Red Skull uh, you know <laughs> whoever that guy is but uh, it's, for me it's just so good what do you think of it? Uh, I'll be honest with you man when I first watched that movie I, I was not a fan um, I think that it had something to do with the fact of like you can't be a Captain America fan and an Iron Man fan um, I've since disregarded that, but um, I, I, through the years, I, I and I think that the more that I've grown to love Chris Evans as Cap, the more that I've grown to appreciate that movie. And uh, as a matter of fact, I went back I probably during the like the shutdown. I think I went back and watched a lot of the Marvel movies, and this was one where I was like, man, you know, I don't know why I was so upset with this movie mm-hmm. when I walked out of the theater. It was it was really good. Uh, I tell you, dude. I can't think of a more heartbreaking loss in the first like four or five Marvel movies than Stanley Tucci's Doctor in this thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that just and that's just Stanley Tucci being amazing. Uh, it, I agree. It's uh, man, that's it's so good. I love this movie. Yeah. Love it's great. Dominic yeah. Cooper playing Howard Stark. Yeah, like that's a Howard. that's a wonderful. He does such a wonderful job. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know we didn't even mention. Uh, Why well, can't I think of her name? Sharon Carter. Uh, yeah, Haley Atwell. Haley Atwell. Thank you. Uh, Peggy fr- Carter. Freaking. Er, th- yeah. <laughs> so good though. So good. Yeah. Uh, and Tommy Lee Jones playing see, that. Okay. Now listen. Colonel. Here's the thing. Sharon Carter is Cap's love interest in the comic books and that's why I get them mixed up all the time. Plus COVID, that's what I'm going with. Right. So anyway. Uh great movie. Yeah, and there's a hell of a twist at the end of that thing, man. Mm-hmm. I mean that uh, to me that was the best part of it. I remember the first time walking out of the theater going, Oh, dang, okay, that was awesome. Like I wish the rest of the movie would have been that good. Yep. 
Good Which stuff. I, I, I since resend, and, and it is. It is. The whole movie's great. <laughs> uh, let's see. It made $370 million off of a $140 million budget. There you go. I didn't realize that it, I thought it would have done, I thought it would have done more than that, honestly. I couldn't remember it in a long time. Well, so, you know, these, these early, yeah, you're these right. early Marvel movies, they did, I mean, they did well for their time, time. but, but it wasn't appointment viewing, uh, right? Like Iron yes. Man came off like gangbusters. So then when Iron Man 2 came out, people were like, oh crap, I've got to go see Iron Man 2. But with Thor and Captain America, like I, I'm pretty sure I watched Thor opening night, but with Cap, I I waited several weeks before I watched it. Right. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I agree, and that you know it doesn't become appointment viewing until the movie we're about to talk about. Yes. Uh, this is what uh, w- what had been building up to uh, the Avengers. I'm sorry, Marvel's The Avengers, uh, <laughs> released May fourth, 2012, uh, directed by Joss Whedon. Uh, we won't say much else about that at this point. I'm just having a lot of reservations about that dude lately. Um, that being said, man, what a movie! Wow, mm-hmm. what a ride! What a payoff! I mean, we've talked about it before. What what hasn't been said about this movie? Um, you know, the build up to it, the action, the comedy, just everything. This is like still. T- Still to this day, it's a perfect movie. Yeah, I mean, this is a movie I can sit and doesn't matter, you know, when it's on or whatever or what part it's on. I'll I can sit down and watch it, no problems. So, whoa, you still there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, sorry, my phone being right. weird. You're you're fine. Babies are going crazy. So, oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what'd you think of it? Oh, dude, it's, it's, I mean, it is the ultimate movie theater experience, right? Oh, yeah. Definitely. It's, it's these larger than life characters that a lot of people have read about for, you know, their entire lives. And we're finally getting to see these characters interact with each other on screen. Uh, it was a really super cool moment. And it, it, it really is. It's the perfect movie. There's uh, there's humor, there is emotion, there is excitement. Um, there's you know again chemistry, like all these all the main six Avengers. You know they click, they mm-hmm. they they're great with one another. Mark Ruffalo is an amazing addition as Bruce Banner in this thing. Uh, no disrespect to Ed Norton at all, but like Mark Mark Ruffalo is He's will old. forever be He's my Bruce Banner. Bruce Banner. Yeah. 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 Um, it's it's perfect. It's it's absolutely perfect. Just real quick, would you? Uh, I would. I would I wonder if that would have changed the Incredible Hulk if they had cast Mark Ruffalo? You know what I'm saying? In that yeah. Role. So. Yeah. Well, again, it was. They they were they were trying to find their feet. Right. You it's know. All good. Yeah. Yeah. That's just the way it is. Uh. All right. So just real quick. Um. Really, nothing else needs to be said. I don't think about the Avengers. I mean, that's not been said. Other than it made one point five billion dollars yeah. off of a two hundred twenty million dollar budget. It's crazy. Uh, it's great movie. Uh, all right, Derek, we have made it through 
the first phase of Marvel's Avengers. Is yes. there anything else you, or Marvel's Avengers, of the MCU, sorry. Uh, is there anything else you would like to say about these movies before we uh, wrap up? I mean, it's just, it's crazy to me that we're in what, phase four now? Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yes. It's crazy to me that we're, we've made it that far through. Uh, you know, these things are, these movies are, none of these, none of these movies that we've talked about today are bad. No. Uh, they range anywhere from amazing to good. And I think that that just shows you the strength of Marvel and, uh, also just really the amazing dedication to, this product that Kevin Feige has to go out and hire some of the best directors, uh, some of the, you know, the biggest and best actors, you know, not just from like a name standpoint, but like these are good actors, Mm -hmm. you know, like you could, you could have thrown Tom Cruise in as Tony Stark, but there's no way that he would ever have done as good as Robert Downey Jr. could do with it. Um, and so it, it just goes to show you that like, half this cast or even more than half this cast became who they are because they were in these movies. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's just a testament to, you know, how good of uh, planning and, and how good of a mastermind really that Kevin Feige is. And uh, I I look forward to, I look forward to to getting back on here and chatting with you about uh, phase two and phase three. Uh, I think there's some polarizing stuff in phase two that we should, I agree. That, that'll be fun to talk about. Yeah. Um, but overall, what more could you have wanted or asked for out of but, the initial movies? I'll say this, then we're going to get out of here. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it could get any better than the Avengers. Yeah. You know, that's where I'm yeah. going to leave it. That's where I'm going to leave it is right there. But listen, uh, I'm gonna, we're going to get out of here. Uh, Derek, I want to thank you for joining me tonight. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, it's always fun getting you on here and talking the nonsense that we talk. Uh, <laughs> real quick, tell everybody uh, the show this weekend uh, one more time, what's happening, and uh, time, and all that good stuff. Yeah. Please. So Happy Trails Brewing Company in Sparta, Tennessee. Uh show starts at 7 o'clock. Uh, I, again, I implore you to get there early. Um because last year we we were standing room only. Uh, uh, it's going to be about a two hour event. Uh, John Upton is your host. Luke Martyr is your feature. Uh, Neil Ritter is your special guest, and then I will headline. Uh, it's going to be great. If you've ever been to Happy Trails, you know they've got great drinks, great food from the Chubby Donkey, uh, and it's free. This this show is a free show. We do ask that if you enjoy any of the guys, uh, throw a few bucks in a bucket. And uh, tips are greatly appreciated, but this is a free, uh, free show. No cover charge, no admission. Uh, just help me. Uh, I blew a tire out yesterday, so mm-hmm. I just asked that you help me re- recoup my losses on my tire. <laughs> All right, awesome, uh, Derek. Uh, that's it for this week. Uh, you can find us on all the podcast streaming sites out there. And please make sure and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. If you haven't joined the Facebook group yet, just search for Ramblings from Nowhere. You can find us on Twitter at From Ramblings and on Instagram. It's RFN underscore podcast. Uh, also, don't forget to send those emails in with any questions or comments to RFN.podcast1 at gmail.com. Uh, Derek, where can everybody find you at on these social medias? Uh, at Derek Zoo. Everything is at Derek Zoo, D E R I K Z O O. Awesome. You can find me, as always, on Twitter at Jason76Z. And Derek, 
with that, we are out. Mm-hmm.